welcome to The Pulse, the official podcast of Accelerant with Brandon. I'm such a loser. And Javen. Don't act like you're not impressed. And now, here's The Pulse. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Brandon, what's up, man? Hey, buddy, it's been a while. It has been about three months, actually, is what it's been. Yeah, well, it's been crazy, and apparently in those three months we've been busy. Very busy. Because... Now we have a new intro. We do. And we that, do. that's nifty. I, I like thought that. I would change it up a little bit. You that's like pretty that? good. Yeah, I do. I yeah, do. I thought it would change it up a little bit, give us something a little different, you know. And uh, so that's, so I think I fun. like the fact that you do all that. Yeah. And I just show up. And that's nice for you. Yeah, it is. That's, I like it. Works that. out well for good you. Job, so good job, Javen. You get the Gold Star <laughs> of the Year Award. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate no it. No problem. So, how have you been? I've been well. Been well, been very, like we said, busy. I mean, everybody has with yeah, summer and everything winding down there. Yeah. It's just not summer now. No, so we, I think our last podcast was the end of summer. Yes. In August. Yes. And so we have been venturing through a whole semester of school now. Yeah. And so that's, uh, that's I mean, good. we haven't been we in have school. It, but our students have. Right. Because if we were in school, that yeah. we'd be dumb. Yeah. Because we're yeah older and stuff. So Yeah. About that. Yeah. But so our students that may be listening are in school. Yeah. So. And, <laughs> and they're, but they're getting ready for this break, this big break that's coming up. I it's, don't know. Uh, I don't understand it's why they're really taking any time off big, here. I mean, I don't understand. It's Christmas. It It, it is. Deck the hall. Yes. Shut up. It's anyway. one of my favorite times of year. It, it is a good time. Uh, I'm actually decorating my house tomorrow. Really? You haven't done that yet? No. I, we just haven't had... Javen? You have to make time for these things. Man. I do. How? Yes, you're right. Hey, I'm actually in a parade on Saturday, too. Are so you? I'm getting really into the Christmas Are you in spirit the Columbia here. Parade? Uh, no. No. It's the South Congaree Parade. Oh, It'll South last all of about two and a half minutes. However... South Congaree Parade. Camden has their parade this year. Are you going to be uh, this in it? weekend? No, no, no. Actually, it's not this weekend. It's next weekend. Uh, mate, you still have time. No, no, I'm not. We do have you, a flow that's going to be in, and all our kids are going to be on that. You float. could, we could do the Pulse podcast float. <laughs> no, no, no. That's just okay. riding it's, down the the road. We can have. <laughs> <laughs> it's way too cold. Way too cold. Yeah, yeah, I know. To be in a parade. Plus, that's fair. I'll have a, I'll have a a five day old baby in my house. Well, bring the baby. <laughs> what are you waiting on? I, I don't know if Jenny would allow me to do that. Never mind. That was a bad idea. <laughs> that would be. I would and the scary thing is I'm going to be a dad you're soon, right. too. You're, so you're, you're going to be terrifying. a dad. I don't know if many people have known that because we haven't recorded oh. since you found out. And you're, really? you're due in May, is that right? May, it, one day before our anniversary. How about that? Our three-year anniversary. How about that? Isn't that our, crazy? My, mine and my wife will have our eighth-year anniversary in May. Oh, I thought I was. Like, I thought you were about to say eighth kid. No, no, no. And no. I was like, hang no, on a second. We're having our third right now, and that's it. Overdone. We're gonna have three under three, dude. That's like frightening, <laughs> terrifying, <laughs> horrific type stuff. That's stuff that they make movies about. You know? Yeah, that's bad. Hey, I know somebody who's got eight. Really? He really does have eight, and he's not done. Bless his heart. Hey, I think he wants a TV. He show. wants a TV show. <laughs> I think that's, that's what, what it is. That's what they're going for. They're going so for the eighth TV show. anniversary. Eighth anniversary, man. It's pretty good stuff, huh? That's awesome, That's dude. Good stuff. My brother and I just held a 50th anniversary party for my mom and my dad. No way. They have been married 50 years on Friday. 
Wow. December 3rd. I don't know your mom too well, but I know your dad pretty well. Yeah, we talk to him a lot. He works out there. Yeah, yeah. Reading and and smiling and driving people. And he always walks up to me and says, can you keep my son straight? (laughs) No, that's that's pretty difficult, sir. I'm trying to keep you straight. That's That's I don't tell him that, though. Right. So, but uh, but no, he does. It's, it's a fifty fifty years, man. That's pretty incredible. That's, that's awesome. So, and uh, I hope that. Uh, well, congratulations, Mister and Mrs. Proctor. That's right. So I hope that you guys out there, when you get married, and or if you already are married, can hold true to that and and stay strong in your marriage and uh, yeah, be an example. That's what we need to do. Don't be a statistic. Don't be a statistic. Be an example. That's right. Be a good example. Brandon, I did make something for you, though, bud. Since it is Christmas, and I know how much you absolutely love the holidays and you love Christmas music, I thought I'd make this this for you. Uh, So I just want you to sit back and and enjoy. Enjoy this. Okay. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Himaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Everybody! Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Brandon, from me to you. Thank you. That means... So much to me. You know, have no idea. I, Jay, you, I told you just a few minutes ago, I said, Javen, I'm trying to do better this year with the whole Christmas music thing. Man. And there was only like two songs in there that I even cared to halfway listen to. I, I threw in the uh, the the Chipmunks. I like all, that one. I, will, all, I want a hula hoop thing. Yes, that's a good one. And Because uh, I knew you liked the Chipmunks. I, I do. And I like the movie. Yeah, the movie's good. You remember yeah. your debate last year online with Kaylee Ward because she wanted to get rid of any chipmunk. Yes, Christmas and month? you know what, Kaylee, if you're listening, we're coming for you still. <laughs> Alvin and I, we're coming up with a plan. It's just taking a while. Well, you know, though, I there's another there is a Christmas song that 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 I, I love. It's probably one of these favorites of, of of many people. Oh, Holy Night. You know, it's a it's a favorite. But the not one of my favorites. Really? No, really. Dude, the song is great. It, have you heard the Barlow Girl version? No. Now you know the Barlow Girl was at Accelerant, right? Yeah. Last year, yeah. yeah. I thought I'd play. They rocked. Actually, they did rock, and they rock a holy night. I mean, only really? the way. Barlow so I might Girl, actually like you. This might one. actually like this one. Only the way Barlow Girl huh. can can rock it. And so I've got, uh, I've got, I've got that little tease from Oh Holy Night" by Barlow Girl. Let's, let's hear. Let, let you listen to that. Holy night, the star- Brightly shining, it is a night of our dear Savior. Oh, may the world in sin 
I see you can worship that. I right like there, that. Yeah? That that's legit right there. I, I mean, like that's that. Just, only the way Barlow girl. That's right. Can do it. That's right. Well, you know, listening to that, I came to a conclusion. What's that? Of why I don't like a lot of Christmas songs. <laughs> why? It's because of the way they're done. It, that has a lot to do with it. I, I think because that you I have, love if, that. To listen to a lot of the older Christmas songs, you have to have a uh, uh, an enjoyment for the the older. Right version or some kind of nostalgia about you. I don't know. You I mean, I, mean to... I like like I can deal with like Bill Gaither. Oh, you can. I can't. I can deal with that okay. stuff. But the older Christmas music, for some reason, annoys me to where I want to beat my head against the wall. Wow. It just it just does something. It puts me right <sighs> in the Christmas mood. But that 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 was great. That was good, wasn't it? That, that was, was. Good. Barlow Girl. We uh, go check that CD out. Yeah, go go check them out. You can find that CD. You can find the song on iTunes. Okay. Uh, I'll probably go download that got, one. Go download that song. 99 cent on iTunes. Some of them are $1.29 now. Some are $1.29. But that one's 99 that. that one was 99 I can afford cents. that. You can afford that. So yeah. go get the Barlow Girl version of Oh Holy Night. And and, and we've got something. Uh, uh, we, I'm very excited, Brandon, today because we are going to be talking here very shortly to a young lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she likes Christmas, too. She she does. She loves yes. Christmas. But this young lady has been a uh, uh, a a listener of the Pulse podcast from the very beginning. She and I remember that because she was one. Uh, she was our claim to fame there for a while, and the fact that we had uh, international international listeners, internationalists, because she, her, and her family are missionaries in the Dominican Republic. Yep. Uh, but she is a she is a former accelerant attendee. She uh, actually she came when it was Fire and Ice, Fire and Ice uh, Incorporated, exactly formerly known as. So, uh, so she was uh, a part of it then, mm-hmm. and uh, but now her family uh, after uh, her family ended up moving to the Dominican, so she didn't get to come uh, to it as much. But we're looking forward to talking to her in just a few minutes uh, because uh, talk, let her talk, share a little bit about Dominican. But she went this uh, past summer to Israel. Uh, or wow. this past uh, September, October to Israel. And I think she had some really incredible uh, stories to share and a great experience. And uh, That's awesome. So we're going to let her talk. Uh, and I know there's other people out there who have gone through and, and done some really unique things mm-hmm. in, the, in the mission field and, and have been a part of some unique experiences. I was just reading uh, yesterday. I got an email from a girl that goes to Accelerant. She goes to one of our PH churches. And she's about to go um, with Eddie James. In his ministry uh, overseas, and I think they're actually going to spend Christmas in Jerusalem. Wow. Uh, so I thought that, you know, that was pretty neat. Well, we need to get in touch with her when she gets back. Yeah. And let and, her share that experience. But if there's any of you guys that have interesting stories or anything like that, please email us at thepulsepodcast at gmail.com. There you go. And, uh, and, and share your stories, and maybe, you know, if it works out, we can get in touch with you yeah. and talk to you about your experiences as well. That's, uh, we would love to hear it. That would be awesome. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. We're going to be talking to her here in just the next couple of minutes. And at the end, after that, before you go, we've got some fun with Brandon. That is, it's going to be great. It's just it's a been, quick little thing. It's been a while since we've done well, it's this. It's been since last Christmas. Yeah. Well, I mean, we used to, you know, do little trivia things yeah, and stuff. little trivia things. Yeah. Well, but we we got some fun with brands coming at the very end, and it's uh, it's going to be a blast. So hang in for that. So, and I've been sharpening my mental skills. I haven't got a brain. We'll Just so you that. know, we'll see about that. All right, so let's see if we can't get Brittany here and uh, and talk to her.
We got Brittany Birch. What's up, Brittany? All the way from the Dominican Republic. Brittany, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Good. Now, all right, now you went to, you're a former accelerant <laughs> attendee. Actually, you went when it was called Fire and Ice, right? Yes. Uh, yes. That was quite a, how many years ago was that now? Um, it must have been something like six years ago. Yeah. They changed the name about four. Yeah, about four. So maybe about six okay. years. So That's awesome. So that's pretty cool. But you, uh, your family got called on the mission field, so that really kind of hindered you from being able to go on any more kind of ski trips with us and stuff like that. But your call was a much greater call. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit first before we get into uh, your recent trip. Why don't you tell us a little bit first about being a teenager and uh, still being in high school and your family coming and talking to you about being called to the Dominican Republic. Tell us a little bit about the thoughts that were going through your mind and kind of that journey beginning for you as a high school student in the DR. All right. Well, um, actually, when my parents first came to the Dominican Republic, it was 1995. They came on a missions trip with um, Danny and Denise, which is the couple we work with now on Restoration Ranch. And um, ever since they came back excited about it, whenever someone asked me what I wanted to do when I grow up, I would say, oh, I'm going to be a missionary in the Dominican Republic. Hmm. And so I kind of knew since I was six years old that this is where I wanted to be. So um, I remember one time being in the parking lot of our church when I was about 10 years old. And um, one of my uh, babysitters was like, Brittany, what are you guys going to be up to this summer? And I was like, we're moving to the Dominican Republic. And my mom's like, no, no, we're not moving. <laughs> no, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, maybe in the future, but not right now. And uh, it wasn't until we were in Colombia that uh, we finally, it was at the end of my eighth grade year, that we finally started getting really serious about moving. And um, I was excited, like, uh, it really, God prepared us the entire time because um, we moved from Greenville, where all my family was kind of located, centrally located, to Columbia because my dad had a job transfer. And I think that really prepared us for kind of being further away from family. It was like um, a step-by-step process. He kind of eased us into what it was going to be like to be away from home. And so even even though we didn't have anything to do with culture shock, it was it was a transition to... Um, being away from family and um, we would still go back and visit and stuff like that but I had to learn how to make new friends my first year I was homeschooled so I got involved with a soccer team and um, second year I was in fifth grade so I was at an elementary school for just one year to make friends and then I transferred to a different middle school in a different like section of the city and uh, so that was the first time that I was in a school for three years straight Right. So I'm, I was very used to kind of um, having to adapt and make fr- new friends where I went, and I never really had a problem with it. Um, so when we finally moved at the end of eighth grade, I thought, well, maybe I'm going to have some troubles um, leaving these friends that I've had for three years now. But honestly, uh, they threw me a, a surprise going away party, and, and I was sad to leave friends. Um, but I only really cried because they were crying and I was just like super excited. I was like, we're finally going. Like I've been talking about this 
for years and we're finally going to the Dominican Republic. And um, my parents told us, you know, me and my two younger brothers, that, you know, it's going to be kind of hard. It's, you know, it's going to be hot, it's going to be dirty, showers are going to be cold and all this stuff, like kind of preparing us mentally. And it took us about six months before we we left to move here. They took us for a trip to, so we would know what it was going to be like. And uh, it, was, it was really funny because me and my brother have our faces up against the window, and we're, like, looking down, we're about to land, and we're like, oh, my gosh, there's trees. <laughs> <laughs> and our parents are like, what are you talking about? And we said, there's trees, there's green on the ground. They said, what did you think? We were coming to the Sahara? We're like, yeah. And like, you wanted to come? And we're like, Yeah. <laughs> No, that is so awesome, and it's remarkable, the, our church being able to take trips and come down there. I know y'all host a lot of churches, a lot of youth groups, a lot of ministry groups and stuff that come, and y'all, they're able to do ministry. They, and, and watching you and Matthew and Isaiah, your younger brothers, it is unbelievable to watch. I mean, there's truly a calling on you guys. Uh, God has ordained you guys to be where you are, so it's remarkable to be able to watch you guys minister and uh, and be used by God. And and. And I know that you're finally seeing your dream and your family's dream really become fulfilled. Uh, tell us a little bit about Restoration Ranch. All right. Um, Restoration Ranch is uh, going to be an orphanage. Um, it's set in Bani, which is about uh, 45 minutes outside of the capital, Santo Domingo. And we've been building it now for a little while, but we're finally getting somewhere with it. Uh, the great thing about it, even though it's been taking this long, is that with each step, uh, we make sure we have all of the money to cover uh, what we've been building, what we've been doing, so that the, the whole, all of the land, the entire farm, um, and all of the construction that we've been doing is completely debt-free. Awesome. So we're, we're not under any debt, and, it's, and, and that's how we keep moving. We don't want to be under any of that kind of um, obligation. We don't want the world to be tied to this. We want it to belong completely to God. So we wait for him to, to provide the money for it. <clears throat> but uh, it's going to be an orphanage. Uh, it's set up kind of differently than a regular orphanage. It's not dormitory style with, um, you know, long halls with big rooms on the side. And, right things like that it's it's uh the buildings are separated into apartments and there's four apartments in each building and each apartment will have a set of house parents with six to eight kids um three girls three boys four girls four boys and that way um the kids will kind of have uh, an idea of what a family is supposed to look like so that when they grow up they'll know how to function within that kind of system um, there's also going to be a mission center, a uh, pastoral conference center. We're hoping for to build a church and eventually. So it's going to be more than just an orphanage. It's, it's kind of um, the idea is to raise up a new generation so that the Dominicans can start working themselves in this orphanage and start changing uh, the community around them. That's amazing. You guys, it really, I know you love Francis Chan, and I get you've probably read his. Uh, uh, his book, Forgotten God, right? Um, not yet. I'm you crazy read? love. I'm reading Forgotten God right now. Oh, you're reading it right now? Well, mm-hmm. My the, dad borrowed it from me while I was in Israel. Okay. Well, uh, I thought about you guys when I read that book because he talks about just following the Holy Spirit and just 
throwing away all inhibitions and just going where the Holy Spirit leads you. And, uh, and you know, his journey now, the fact that he's, uh, you know, he's not pastoring his church anymore. Him, him and his family, we were at, uh, I was at Catalyst, um, recently a, a conference and he was speaking he was talking about how they they're not pastoring anymore his wife came to him and said hey what would you say about selling our home and he's like okay and uh and they're about to travel to asia and they really have no clue what they're doing but they're just going to asia because that's where they feel like the holy spirit's leading them and he was talking about his daughter who is probably at the age now that you were when y'all first left to go to the dominican and about how she is just saying let's go let's do it we're all in and so it's it's really incredible. I, it, I know that your family is amazing. I love your family, and uh, it's just incredible to hear what y'all are doing. But you did you did just mention Israel. You went there uh, here just a couple of months ago. Why don't you tell us how you got hooked up with that? Okay, um, my school, Southeastern University, uh, has a specific study abroad program in uh, Jerusalem. They built facilities there, I think um, it was April before I went to that school. So that's kind of one of the decisions I chose to go there since I hope to do ministry in Israel in the future. Um, But anyway, I kind of got linked up with that. And I typically people go for their upperclassmen years. Um, But I was thinking about doing it my sophomore year, which I did, in the spring, (laughs) which I didn't. Um, it's, it's an interesting story how uh, that all worked out, but God really provided for me. Um, I was working as a teacher's aide in the religion department, and that's kind of where the Jerusalem program is uh, linked up. You stay there in Jerusalem for five weeks, and you take three classes there. And all religion majors have to do it. It's required for their major. But I'm an English major, so it's not really required for me, and it kind of makes it a little more complicated although anyone can go. So since I was working there, I kind of discussed um, with the leader how it all works and, you know, how much is it going to cost and all of those, you know, details and everything. And uh, I talked to my parents about it, and it just didn't look possible either for fall or spring of my sophomore year. But uh, my dad kind of was like, well, just start out there and see. Uh, I can't really go right now based on what I have, but if you guys maybe do scholarships, then I might be able to, you know, cover some of the cost. And she's like, oh, we do. We do have scholarships. And I was like, oh, it's not advertised. And she's like, no, it's on a gift gift basis, and we have one for this semester. And she meant the the fall, this fall. And since I was planning on going in spring, I asked if she knew there would be one for spring as well, and she said there's only one for this fall. So I had to talk to my parents about it and kind of step out in faith, like, okay, this might be my only shot. And um, it was going to cover about uh, half of the tuition, so $1,500 from the school. And um, I was trying to do some summer work on the side for my the professor I was working for in order to earn some money to put towards it. And uh, it's kind of a walking with God is an adventure. And when you follow the Holy Spirit, he kind of asks you to do crazy things sometimes, step out in faith to see, um, I don't know, if if you're willing to do what he asks despite what it looks like. And um, part of my pay, well, all of my pay for the summer was fixing these quizzes, and it was going to be about $300. So I was like, okay, that's putting towards, you know, what I need for Israel. And he paid me in advance. Uh, it was kind of towards the end of the school year, and um, 
I had the money in my pocket and I go to chapel one day and they were doing a chapel on missions and God said, I want you to put all $300 in a chapel offering today. And I was like, God, you know, that $300 is really going to help me to pay for Israel. And I, I need that money to pay for Israel. And I just got it for that purpose. I thought that's how you were providing for me, that you provided this job as a teacher's aide. And so this was kind of going along with helping me get to Israel. And he was just like, nope, put it in the offering basket. And I was like, okay, here we go. So I put all $300 in just hoping, I guess, that, you know, God would provide. If he asked me to do it, he was going to take care of it. And it turned out that um, $3,000 is exactly what he provided for me to go to uh, Israel. So it's a, it, it was really, I was so, I found out two weeks before I was leaving, like, I walked through faith through the whole process, and two weeks before I'm flying out, like my tickets aren't even bought, and I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. Two weeks before, I found out that everything's been paid for. That's Me awesome. and my parents didn't have to pay anything. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, tell us a little bit about your experience in uh, in, in Israel. What was it like? What, uh, what you got to experience and uh, the journey while you were there? Um, it was... In a word, amazing. Uh, a lot of people, I guess, expect Israel to be larger than life. And I'm not going to lie. I did think it was going to be like, you know, Mount Sinai, fire from heaven coming at you kind of thing. And, and it wasn't. Um, not to say that it wasn't beyond my expectations, but it wasn't Mount, on Mount Sinai. Like, uh, God was very subtle with me on that trip. And one of my greatest revelations while I was there is when we went up north to Mount Carmel and we read the account from Elijah when um, the fire came down and uh, he, he defeated the prophets of Baal right. and said, the Lord, he is God. And then from there, he runs away from a woman who's <laughs> threatening to kill him. <laughs> and God reveals himself, not in the fire, not in the earthquake, not in the wind, but as a still small voice. And um, the first day of my trip, actually, um, God had me read. I was reading in Joshua, and it kind of took me over to Hebrews with a little footnote that I had. And so when I was reading in Hebrews, it was talking about you're not not at the mountain that you can touch. Um, You're not at the mountain with fire, Sinai. You have come to my holy city. You've come to the the city of the heart and the soul. You've come to to Jerusalem. And I'm sitting there in Jerusalem reading this, and I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. And it says, listen to him who speaks. And so I was kind of like, I don't know what this means, but God was very, he was speaking to me. It's not in, a, in the way I expected, but in a very subtle and kind of an undertone way. And so it was, it was beautiful to see, like, be in a place where God did come down as fire. And God's telling me, but I am, I am a personal God. I am an intimate God, and I am going to speak with you in still, small voice. You have to be still and know that I am God, and wait for me to tell you what you're supposed to do. I know that uh, one of your blogs that uh, excerpts that uh, or posts that you wrote while you were in Jerusalem, you said some things that you were talking about your time when you were. Uh, I guess in one of the travels y'all did, you went to a place where the blind man was healed. Right. And uh, you you put a statement out there, uh, and it was interesting because I I had just did a message I think to our youth on this very thing, and then I go out and I read your excerpt, and I'm like, 
wow. And you made this powerful statement. Uh, you said, did the very sight of sight steal his breath away whenever whenever he could see? Mm-hmm. Um, I love to read your stuff. If, tell everybody tell everybody your uh, your web address for your blog. Uh, it's briefme b r i s n i dot blogspot dot com. I just love that that thought that the very sight of sight still is breath away because a lot of times when you're reading that passage you don't think like what went through his mind when he yeah. when his eyes finally opened and but but you're there and you're actually seeing I guess what he saw when he first opened his eyes is that right? To a certain extent. Um, It's interesting because when you go to Israel, um, for some reason, ancient civilizations decided that building on top of everything over and over again was, like, the best way to handle conquering different cities and stuff. Right. So Jerusalem that was at Jesus' time 2,000 years ago is about 40 feet underground. Um, now, I did go to the pool. Um, we did it. You had to kind of descend 40 feet above you was the regular street, and we were kind of down below. It's not that we were underground, but, you know, you go a certain amount down to where ground level is because they've dug it all out. Mm-hmm. And so I did see the pool steps. You know, I was sitting there at the pool steps, and we're, you know, reading the passage and everything, and I could see the pool, but, you know, right in front of you is uh chain link fence with the rest of the evacuation isn't undug because it's an Arab garden and they won't allow the property to be dug into and you get into this whole political mess of, you know, modern history and um, so what you see around you is just a regular neighborhood and in the middle of it is this thing from ancient times 2,000 years ago where Jesus was standing and it's kind of this bizarre thought, you know, you're in the middle of ancient history surrounded by the modern world and my professor actually described Israel as like a mix between Disneyland, Las Vegas, and the ancient world. It's like all mixed together. <laughs> so it's it's really interesting being there. But if if I saw the same sky as that guy saw, then yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the same principle, right? <laughs> same stuff, I guess. You, you, you also made another comment in that blog, a thought, I guess, that went through your mind at, at that time is it, it is possible after all that he did think of me here, knowing I would come one day and think of him. That's a pretty incredible thought as well. I mean, like, I guess kind of uh, what all was going through your mind there when you're thinking about the fact that you're standing on the ground that Jesus stood on and that everything he did had us in mind, and now you're there thinking of him. Um, it was it was beautiful, and for me, it was romantic as well, because, um, you know, he's the lover of my soul, and, and it made me feel special to know that, you know, he did know that one day I would be standing on the very same ground that he was standing on, and, and it's not at all to make a shrine of that place, because... Right. You see that a lot. You see that a lot in Israel. And if anything happened on some spot of ground, there is a church built on top of it. Right. So, you know, shrines are made of that place, and you kind of see the principle of what Peter was doing with the Mount of Transfiguration. He said, oh, let's, you know, let's build three buildings here, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And, And Jesus is like, you don't know what you're talking about, you know. So it's not to make a shrine of Israel. It's it's not to make a shrine of the Pool of Shiloh, but... It's the fact that, you know, my Savior was there. It doesn't make the rocks holy. It just makes the idea of it very special for me to know that 
Yeah, perhaps when just before he, you know, told the man to go and, and dip into the water that maybe he thought of me. Maybe he knew one day I would, I would come to that place and think of him. I've got two things uh, I want to ask you real quick, Brittany. Um, for for somebody that, that may never get an opportunity to, to go to Israel or, or anything like that, but, you know, they do the best they can here and, and they, they, they trust God where they are and, and they're living with God. What is maybe something that God has, has taught you or shown you that you would like to try to express to somebody else that may not get to see that and experience that emotion or, or that commitment there? It's something you'd like to express to them. Well, I would like to encourage that person to know that um, Israel no longer has an, a monopoly on God. What Jesus did um, when when the veil was torn was he opened it up for the entire world. And so if they are um, doing their best where they are, that's exactly what God wants. That That is what's pleasing to God, that you don't have to be in a place like Israel to experience God. Like, true, it is amazing. It's beautiful to see, you know, to be able to open up the Bible and, and see the Valley of Jezreel where Armageddon's going to take place. It's, it's beautiful to see Mount Tabor where they say the Mount of Tra- Transfiguration took place. It's beautiful to go out on the Sea of Galilee. But you know, those are just places, too. And and it's not about the place. It's about what took place. And what took place there is that the Savior of the world died on a cross for us 2,000 years ago on a street side. And, and he did that so that one day, you know, you would be able to be on the other side of the world and still see the, the Spirit of God doing something great in the lives of those around you and in your own heart as well. Uh, how old are you, Brittany? I'm 19. <laughs> 19. That is incredible to have that kind of uh, knowledge or, or, I guess, just understanding of God for that. Um, one quick question uh, from me that I was just sitting here thinking about. Uh, let me say first, uh, I think this has been a, a, an incredible interview, and you've done such an, a great job, and, and thank you for taking the time. If there's somebody that wants to be a missionary or wants to go on a missions trip and they feel called into that, uh, do you, you know, maybe a teenager that's sitting out there listening today, since that's kind of what we're geared to and, and they're wondering about that, what what's something that, you know, some advice that you might have for them on that? Um, there needs to be a lot of prayer involved. Um, I know that might be obvious, but it is so vital uh, it is all hinged on your relationship with God. If you are not connected with Him, you're not going to succeed in what He's calling you to do. You can't do it without Him. It's done in vain without Him. And I would just encourage um, any teenagers that do wish to go into missions, and it, and it is a, it's a beautiful calling, and it's a very serious calling. It involves a lot of commitment, and it's, it's not all fun and games when you're here. You know, you're not always out there. Uh, with kids that are cute and, you know, running around with kids all the time and, and, you know, just doing these great, hugely um, spiritual acts every single day. You know, there's the mundane still. And and I've been asked sometimes, what do you do um, on a day-to-day basis? And, well, I'm still in school, so I do school on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, there's still the construction that goes on. They're still dealing with um you know, the government and the, and the laws that here that involve how you can deal with children and what, you know, all of those, the little details and the little, um, 
the little things that just aren't so fun to do. It, you have to you have to realize that it's not it's not just going to be this this hugely spiritual experience. Although everything is spiritual, it's not nothing is ever what you expect it to be. And I would just warn anyone who wants to go into missions, not that it's going to be dangerous or not not anything like that, but you have to be sure that God is calling you to something like that, whether it is abroad or if it's it's from you know the united states you need to be sure that that's what god's calling you to and you need to be sure of the timing not in the fact that you're exactly sure it's going to be on this day at this hour but you have of course it's involving trusting god but we have seen missionaries who did have a calling but they didn't obey maybe in the timing or um they kind of did some things their own way and it just didn't turn out good for them or the people they were working with because there was a a lack of um, communication with God about it. You, you need to be able, you have to talk with the coordinator is kind of how I put it. You need to be able to in, in link with God about every step of the way because you're so dependent on God if you go into missions. Um, I've just seen, you know, monetary-wise, my parents have been very dependent on God. You know, sometimes we don't know how... They've made it, and and God somehow stretches it. He somehow makes it enough. But that kind of um, faith can be stressful, especially if you're not sure that this is where, you know, God needs you to be. And, and, you know, the biggest thing for us teenagers is we want to be able to do something now. You know, we want to be able to go out there. We want to make a difference. We want to change the world. And we can. We can with God's help. But sometimes he asks us to wait, and that's the hardest thing. We're, we're in this transition process. We're in this, the middle of this learning process, uh, and, and we're in the middle of a step, um, maybe school, or whatever it may be. But that step is, is uh, helping shape us for what, what we're supposed to do in the future. And so I would just encourage them not to rush God and what he's doing, to be in prayer with him, to, to seek his will above their own, and, and, and just to trust that he'll take care of the rest. Great, great words of advice and wisdom. And Brittany, we appreciate so much you taking some time today and, and talking to us and sharing a little bit of your story, your journey. And you have a very full life at the age of 19, and I know that God is going to do some even more remarkable things with you in your life and take you on some incredible journeys. And But I just Amen. appreciate so much uh, talking to us and, and sharing with us. And just uh, want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Hey, thanks. You too. Happy uh, Hanukkah, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a great time. Tell your family I said hello. Will do. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks, Brittany. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, so that was a great conversation with yeah. Brittany that we just had. And that was uh, cool. Hope you guys enjoyed hearing her share her experience, her story of going to Israel and the Dominican and what all is going on there and how God's using them and their family. And, again, we'd love to hear from yeah. some of you former accelerant attendees. And while we were talking, you texted or you – I found out that she's not – the girl I was talking about yeah. is not spending – Christmas in Jerusalem. She's spending it actually in Bethlehem, which is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that a once is, in a lifetime that, thing. That so. is that's pretty awesome. That's so. neat. But so Brittany, great job. Thank you great, so much. Yeah, thank you, Brittany, for your time. And hopefully, we can get in touch. And what's this young lady's name? Her name is Christian. She goes to Lake City Pentecostal in the church. Okay. Well, hopefully, we can get in touch with Christian here after maybe in January. Yeah. 
and yeah. uh, and maybe not only have Christian, but maybe have Josh Radford on. Yeah, as well, we yep. got where right. uh, uh, Radford would like to be uh, on the podcast. Talk to you guys before Accelerant, which is coming up, Brandon, in less Quick. than a month. Yeah, that's... or less than two months. I was about to say from what? now. Yeah, that's that's insane, it's dude. Insane. So you better get your. Final Are you ready to be passed on the slopes, there, Javen? Huh? Are you ready to be passed on the slopes? You know, I don't know if I'm actually going to ski. Don't this do this to me. Don't. I really don't, Javen. This is not up for debate. I'm this old. is not up for moot. I'm old now, Brandon. Look that word up, moot. Moot. Yes, I just you expanded speak. your vocabulary there. Just, just know that. Well, you're you know going what is to moot? ski. What is? The fun with Brandon that we're about to do. You just right used now. that in the correct context, yeah, and you had no idea. I had no idea. How about that? So th- we're going to have some fun with Brandon. Now, we've done this before. We've done some little trivia competitions. We're going to yes. do another little trivia competition. And this one, I'm going to play some movie quotes, Brandon. All right. And you're going to have to tell me okay. from what movie oh, geez. did that quote come from. This is going to be hard because I don't watch a ton of movies. Really? Yeah, I really don't. Well, this ought to be fun. Okay. This ought to be fun. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I got this. Let's let's pull up our first Christmas movie quote. Okay. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. All right. So that's the first one, Brandon. What what movie is that? I know this one because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. All right, what you got? It's Elf with Will Ferrell. That is... Correct, sir. Yes. Yes. Right, yes. Good job. Ding, 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 ding. Good yes. job. All right. Let's, let's see what the next one is. Okay. Who are you? Well, actually, I am a dentist. A dentist? Well, I want to be someday. Right now, I'm just an elf. All right. You got an answer for me, Brandon. It's kind of tough. Uh, I'm going to take a stab. All right. Go ahead. Uh, but I think I'm, I might be wrong on this one. Is it the Christmas story? You are wrong. Okay, that all was right. incorrect. I thought, I, what, what, what is it? It is Rudolph. Oh, okay, all right. I, I, I didn't. Uh, man, I hadn't seen that one in so long. Rudolph ago. the Red Nose Reindeer. It was on just the other night. I wouldn't know. It was. It was. All right, let's go. I don't have a TV in my house. You don't? I'm lying. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the second one. I mean, third one. I'm a loser. Anyway, here it is. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, I know that one. You know this one? Yeah, that's the Christmas story right that there. That is the Christmas yep. story. He wanted the little red rider. He did, and he shot he, his eye out. He, he, he did shoot his eye out. <laughs> yes, he did. He did shoot his eye out. That's a good one. Yep. So you're two for one. Yep. Two for, actually, I'm two, two for three. Two for three. So I'm two and one. Two and one. Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep you so, straight, Okay, Dave. thank you. Don't know what... Second one and third one is. And I can't. You, you I'm struggling, County. And your yeah. wife's a teacher. I don't know. She's an English teacher, though. It, so. Well, they still have to know how to count. Not in English. Yeah, no, yes. They count in Spanish. Number four. <laughs> There's a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas. Oh, ever. yet another classic. Yes, it is. That's a great one. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. National Lampoon's. With the Griswolds. Yeah. Where his brother pulls up his RV and dumps his waste in his yard. <laughs> that there's an RV. There's some great lines there from is. that yes. that movie. I mean, we could just sit here and yeah. spit out lines left and right on that thing. <laughs> yeah. It's it's good stuff. But uh, and if if you want to watch that movie, you need to watch it on TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the clean. Or version. get the DVD player from the bookstore that bleeps things out. Yeah. And all that stuff. Number five. That Grinch even took the last can of who Yet right, another good one. Another good one. Now, before you answer, your three for four. Yeah, that's right. I'm only missing one. 
I only missed one. And I'm about to get, can the, you fourth, get the, can the, you the fourth get one. The fourth one from the fifth question. Yes, I am. Right here. This is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That is correct. Yes. How the yes. Grinch Stole Whoville. Christmas. From Whoville. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And that was on, like you said, last night here. Yeah. It was on It was on uh, one of the cable channels, I believe. Uh, I think it was uh, TBS or TNT. Something like Something that. Something like that. ABC yeah. Family. One of those. ABC Family. That's, that's what, what it was? was? Yeah. That's Good job. So that that's a that's a great one. That's a classic. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's move to number six. You're four of five Yes, now. I'm doing well. And we're going to go now. Here we go. To question or movie quiz number six. And then when you get the toy, it breaks and you can't fix it because it's a little cheap plastic. You know what I like to do? I like to walk up in the office. Hey, Brandon, what is it? <laughs> I can't hardly understand what the guy's even saying. Oh, he's a great comedian. I'll give you that hint. Um, a classic comedian. He was gone for a while, and then he just recently That's Sinbad. Did. That is Sinbad. Um, he was in the movie. Oh, dude. He was in the movie with the governor of California and the late, great Phil Hartman. Oh, you know what? Now that you say that, I can see it. I can see the movie. I don't know. Um, That's my question! I have times up. I have no clue. All right, the movie was Jingle All the Way. Uh, dang gum! Not even close to what I not, was. Not even close. <laughs> what I said. So jingle All the Way. So you've got now you're four for six. Yep, missed two, missed two, and we're going to move on now to movie quiz question number seven. Siete. And you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. Oh. Now, this one may be more so than a movie. It's a Christmas special. Yes. Shown on TV. Which but was they like show Rudolph. it every year. But it's every year. Uh, actually, multiple times a year. And it's Charlie Brown Christmas. The Charlie Brown Christmas special. Yeah. It, it's so great because every year the Bible is read on national that's right. television. That is right. You know what? Tyler Perry did that last year in uh, House of Paint. In his show, like House of Pain, he did really he? did. Yeah, he, he talked read. about how we need to quit taking Christ out of Christmas. Oh, but that, yeah, the Bible is read. The Bible story is read every By year. On this Charlie Brown. Great. Charlie Brown Christmas special. So now you are five for seven. Yep. And we're moving on now to numero ocho. Yes. This is wonderful. I'm going to jail. Merry Christmas. All right. Holy cow. Really? You expect me to get that? Yes. You ought to recognize the voice, number one. And number two... The I recognize title, the voice. I don't know the whose title voice of is the movie is 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 excerpted into that quote. I I don't know. You it's a classic. To. Ernest goes to jail. You imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest goes to jail. It's not a Christmas movie. Well, <laughs> it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful. You know life. what? I've never seen that one. Wow. Who's the actor there? Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Who's the actor there? That's, uh, uh, oh <laughs> yeah, a little trivia no, for see, you now. Now, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy oh, okay. Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. My brain just had a fart and it went away. Can I say fart? <laughs> okay. Number nine. Oh, you're right, Mommy. If things don't turn out right the first time, you still got to believe. All right, it's another classic. I believe this is actually my dad's favorite Christmas movie. White Christmas. <laughs> now, now you're just throwing stuff out. Yeah, I, I really, that one is the first one that I didn't recognize the voice. I, it, it reminded me of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, to be honest with you. <laughs> that one is Miracle on 34th Street. You know what? I've never seen that. That one is a classic as well. Mm. They'll come on this year, both that and It's a Wonderful Life. 
will be on this year. I guess I'll have to watch. You need to watch them. So now, Brandon, you have dropped. You are five of nine. You were doing so well. Yeah. You're doing so well. So you're at least guaranteed to bat 500. That's right. Okay. And I'll take that in the major leagues any day there, guy. Now, if you're taking a test, it's a 50, which is failing. But we'll look at it as I I talk in sports terms. terms Not not school terms. So you've got one more coming up. Yes, right here. And you're going to see if you can get this this one. one. This is uh, question, movie quote, number 10. Here we go. God bless us. God bless us, everyone. It feels like Christmas. It feels like Christmas. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, that's the last oh, no, one. No, Javen, no. That's the last one. And, and there's, I'll give you this hint. There's various versions of this movie. But there's a voice at the very beginning of that clip that was important to know the answer to this to this particular version. Uh, I know this one. I promise you I know this one. And I'm going to feel stupid because I can't think of the name of it. it uh... We will now pause for station identification. Scream at your computers and help me, people. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Uh... Oh, dude. All right, you've... You got to give me an answer. I, I don't. I don't know. It is the Muppet version oh! of a Christmas Carol. I knew that. The Muppet I version. knew. Oh, stupid. Yes. So anyway, well that was you fun. stumped me, Javen. That was fun. You we got you. Me. You went five for ten. You did great in the beginning. I mean, you were killing them. Then we got to the classics, mm-hmm. and it just it just ruined you. It just ruined. I'm you. not as old as you are. I'm I only got a few years on you, and a lot those movies are way older than I am. Are you sure about that? I'm sure, man. I'm positive. Well, that was fun, Brandon. And Brandon, I must say again, Merry Christmas. Thanks for ruining my Christmas season, there, Javen. <laughs> now I'm not. I'm not going to put up a tree. I'm not decorating my house. I'm not going to be in the parade. You're over- Forget Christmas now. Forget it. You're overreacting. Bah humbug. That's it. Game over. I'm not even getting paid for this. So, again, Merry Christmas, and I hope you and your pregnant wife have a wonderful I hope you and your, at the time of Christmas, not so pregnant wife, (laughs) and and your newborn really have a good Christmas, and uh, hope it's well. And we hope that all of you guys out there, uh, all five of you listening, and uh, and (laughs) seven, okay, I'm sorry, Uh, will have a wonderful, wonderful Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and in just a couple of months, we'll be seeing you at Accelerant. at Accelerant. Don't miss it. If you haven't got your stuff in, get it in. Josh Radford, Deluge, Cutlass, Charles Boyd. Going to be a great, great weekend, January 27th through the 30th. And Looking Chasing. Don't it. forget about Chasing. And Chasing. Yep. And Chasing. How could I forget about Chasing? So we look forward to seeing you guys, and we'll be back next month to give you a road trip podcast with That's Accelerant. Right. That's right. All right, guys. Take it easy. This has been The Pulse. Peace out and Merry Christmas.